0: You're listening to the Markeith Braden Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping emerging entrepreneurs create a profitable life and business they love. And now your host,
1: professional keynote speaker, digital marketing strategist, and master lifestyle coach, Keith Braden. According to homepreneurs, 6.6 million home-based businesses are in the United States. Welcome to another episode of the Marquis Brayton Podcast. And today we're going to talk about how to launch a home-based business in the largest industry in the world. And my guest today is Yakinia Marie. Let's get started. Good day, good day, good day. Welcome to another episode of the Marquee Brain Podcast. I'm so excited that you are with me today, this Monday, because I have a hot topic today. That hot topic is home-based business. I know are many people who have left their jobs and began their home-based business or their online-based business to create a life that they truly desire to live, to create opportunity for themselves. Here's what I like, to have a location-free work and time independence. Today's guests can talk so much about this home-based business world as well as the opportunity to have location independence and time freedom. My guest today is Yakinia Marie. Yakinia is a best-selling author, business strategist, and the founder and CEO of I Am Women Business Network. She's also a marketing representative for Planet Marketing Incorporated. Let's now welcome Yakinia Marie. Welcome. Hello, Marquis. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. I thank you for being on the show for, I believe, the third time, not on the Marquis Brayton podcast, but you've been on two other iterations of a podcast that I've created. So thank you for being on.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for the honor.
1: You're welcome. So we're talking about home-based business today. But before we dive deep into the idea of having a home-based business and what it really means to have launched one in the largest industry in the world. Tell us a little bit about yourself and your journey of entrepreneurship. Well,
0: my entrepreneurial journey, it actually began when I was in the third grade, uh, taking coins out of my mother's jar and buying candy and selling it at school. So I've actually been in this space Marquis, for a long time. Now here at the I Am Woman Business Network, we are a training and development company. We focus on helping women entrepreneurs um, monetize their business, gain clarity and monetize their business as well as they serve their prospective clients.
1: Awesome. So, you know, I always like to ask the question about when did you fall in love with entrepreneurship? And you kind of already answered that. But what I want to do is also kind of dig deep into the idea of why did you feel like entrepreneurship was for you versus doing the traditional nine to five? Because I heard you say that you only worked maybe a traditional job about three years.
0: Yes. Well, it's some—it's something about being enclosed in a space, doing the same thing over and over and over again. Now, although being mundane pays off, but it's something about just being encapsulated in this cubicle mm-hmm. that it just, I don't know, it just does something to me. I'm a people person. I love to be out. I love to talk to people. I love helping people solve a problem. So, and I love traveling and I love in my time, thus, now I will work a job if I had to, but if I had to choose between the two, I choose entrepreneurship every time.
1: Wow! Well, in reading this article, and I know you didn't have time to read it because I didn't send it to you, but I'm gonna just talk a little bit about the article. It mm-hmm. said that 6.6 million home based businesses are in the United States, employing more than 13 million people nationwide. Since 2008. And this is an Inc. magazine article. It said, conversely, venture funded companies employed only 12.1 million Americans in, in 2008, according to the National Venture Capital Association. They also found that only about 35% of home based businesses see annual revenues of more than 125,000 compared to 75% of other businesses. And so when I read that, what it's saying is, is that people are opting to take their chances on a home-based business even though that annual income is only about 125,000 or that average annual income is 125,000 but when you think about 125,000 and the average household income of those who work in the workforce is really only about 45,000 i think it's a great decision to make if you can find a customer base and serve a need in the marketplace
0: Absolutely. Well, one of the things, if you study the wealthy, wealth the wealthy, they are risk takers, mm-hmm. right? And starting any business, whether it's in your home or outside your home, you have to make up your make up in your mind that this may work, and then again, it may not work. But you have to take a chance on yourself. And one of the things that, I, and I know we had this um, conversation before about when you look at the spectrum of women entrepreneurs or just women in general that are doing over six figures annually, 82% of them, they do it from a home-based business. Mm -hmm. So you have a a lot of individuals, they want to be home with their children. They want to you know play a part in a role in that. And then you have some individuals that have been laid off from jobs unexpectedly, and they never want to give that type of power to a nine to five job. So a lot of individuals are making the decision to take ownership of their time and their resources by building their business from home.
1: That definitely was my story. In 2014, I was working a professional job in the healthcare area. I had gone and earned my master's degree in health administration and public health and landed about 10 years into the healthcare industry. I took a a few years off teaching. But when I was laid off, I had to make the conscious decision. Was this the life that I really wanted to live? Was this providing me all the opportunities that I thought that I wanted in my life? And the more and more I introspectively looked at the opportunities and the things that it was keeping me from, when I looked at the pros and the cons, I decided that it would be better for me to bet on myself, bet on my skills and my ability and create something for myself, than to go back to a traditional nine to five. And since 2014, I've Been able to do some of the things that I truly have wanted to do: work in ministry full time, as well as build my online-based business and my speaking business. Well, today I'm no no longer even doing the ministry full time, but yet I'm able to full-time invest in me and the business that I want to build. And so, when you think about this whole idea of what you want your life to be, and how much time you really do spend on a nine to five. Now I'm not against or anti nine to five, anti-job, but what I am for is having more life to live. And I realized that I had less life to live because eight, nine, 10 hours a day, I was giving it to somebody else.
0: Absolutely. I agree with you. I, you know, I, I have nothing negative to say about jobs. I believe it's whatever your goals are. Some individuals are called to work whether it's a school teacher, a doctor, attorney, whatever. They love what they do, and we really appreciate them. But you have some individuals, they do want to own their time. But here's the thing about that. Here's the twist to that, um, Markeith, and you can speak on this, is that if you are not Mm self-disciplined and focused, you will not win at the home-based business arena. You Mm -hmm. know Because it looks sexy, but what individuals must understand is we put in more hours as, a, as a, a entrepreneur, home-based business owner, than you do at a job. So they must understand you ha- You are your own boss. So it's easy to t- to make them an excuse why you're going to watch television, why you're going to sleep, why you're going to just sit and eat, why you're going to talk on the phone all day and not make sales, and then your business goes under, not because it did not have the opportunity and the chances, it's because you lack discipline and focus.
1: Right. Discipline and focus is key, you know? My first week, I realized that, you know, it's good that I get to own my time. It's good that I get to own my space. But it's what you do with that time in that space that will matter, that will produce the results that you want. And so that's why we wanted to talk about this whole idea of home-based business. And so, Yakinia, tell us about your newest venture As a home-based business entrepreneur, I know you have shared with me a little bit of your journey. Tell us a little bit about you being in the largest industry in the world
0: absolutely well i partnered i partnered recently about three months ago with a company by the name of planet marketing uh, inc and it it's a marketing firm and it markets travel agencies. it helps individuals own their very own online travel agency now i now although there are thousands of products that you can actually market through referral marketing i chose travel because one of my passions and desires is to travel the world you know, and one of my passions and desires is to visit 100 countries. So one Warren Buffett made a powerful statement when he said, if you use it and you understand it, you should own it. Hmm. And so I use travel. I understand travel, but I wasn't getting paid from travel. So now I have the opportunity to not only get paid, but to show other individuals how to do the same. It is an $8 trillion industry. It is the largest industry in the world. And here's the thing, Markeith, it is the most researched word on the Internet. And Hmm. most individuals research it between the hours of nine to five. When they should be working, they're researching travel. You know why? Because everybody wants to experience that peace of mind that comes from traveling.
1: Now, I like that, and I want to break this that quote down that you just said from Warren Buffett. He said, "If you use it and you understand it, you might as well sell it. You might, as well, own it. You might,
0: you might as well own, own it.
1: Own it. If you use it and you understand it, you might as well own it. Own it." So let's, let's break that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. All of us use products, services every single day. Mm-hmm. Every single day, we're using something to help bring us some level of pre- pleasure, yes. some level of experience that we want to have. If you use it and you understand it, let's stop right there. Let's talk about understand it. Yes. When you hear that the first time or when you began to really dissect that what do you think warren is saying if you use it and understand it Mm
0: -hmm. well in the travel space because when i look at travel i see travel i really don't see travel as a sale i see it as a share Mm-hmm. because individuals are traveling all the time. So what I do is, I like, for example, you, we know each other, right? So you knowing and understanding that I have my own online travel agency. So now instead of you going to Expedia, a booking engine where you don't know any human behind the, behind the scenes, you will book, more likely you will book through me than Expedia because I can match or beat the price, right?
1: Stop right there. Not to interrupt you. But here's a great lesson. And the reason why I'm stopping is because these are great lessons. You just said that because I have my own agency, rather than you going to Expedia, you're more likely to do business with me because of relationship. And one of the things that I first had to understand about business Mm -hmm. is that people don't do business with businesses. Mm -hmm. They do business with people. Yes. People who they know like, and trust. Trust,
0: Yes.
1: You can continue.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And so it's the same brands. You understand whether it's Marriott, whether it's Disney Cruise Line, whether it's the Hilton, it doesn't matter. It's the same brands. Well, when we look at understanding it, for example, um, let's say for instance, I was selling makeup. Okay. I, I use it. I understand it. So I'm selling it. But the challenge sometimes with some of the products is that you have to sell it and you have to show the value of why I should stop using MAC makeup that I've been using for 15 years and now use XYZ makeup. Right. So now it's more of a convincing, showing the value and me understanding X, Y, Z is more natural. It's more whatever. And then that will cause me to now not only use it as a product, but also sell it because I took the time to understand it.
1: Hmm. Mm -hmm. Good, good. And then the last part, then you should own it then Probably. you should okay. you
0: should own it now although we do we we and, and i want to preference this and i'm so glad you you asked me this question although we use a lot of things and we may even deep dive to understand them so we can understand what we're putting in our body or even on our bodies but we're not passionate about it mm-hmm. so if you're not passionate about that thing that you um Uh, use or that thing you understand then you should not even try to sell it right but see with travel because I'm passionate about it I can put my brand behind it I can put my dollars my investment dollars uh, in it but I do believe you should own something Mm -hmm. I believe every person even if they love the job that they work at they still should own a business Mm part-time everyone should
1: I think that's great advice that because we all have skill we all have some ability that is a value to other people. And if you are someone who doesn't necessarily want a full-time business, Mm -hmm. but yeah, you want extra income. Mm -hmm. You want that extra income to travel more. You want that extra income to put your children through private school. You want that extra income because your parents have retired and you want to be able to help them. Whatever the reason is that you want that extra income, you don't have to go get another part-time job. Why don't you figure out a way to create your own part-time side hustle, quote unquote, and create that income that you might eventually, when you want to retire or when you get tired of doing the nine to five thing, guess what? You have something that you can place yourself into because you've been building it on the side. Absolutely. So sounds like Planet Inc. or Planet Marketing Inc. is somewhat of a multi-level marketing company yes. and sometimes people have a bad experience a bad connotation of multi-level marketing can you kind of help us to really better understand what multi-level marketing is as it pertains to home-based business
0: absolutely well it's a referral marketing um, and, and when oftentimes we get the, the question is that a pyramid right <laughs> well when you look at the true sense of pyramids first of all, the definition of a pyramid is when you're trying to get someone to invest money and you don't have a product to sell. Mm. That, that makes it a scheme. So that's a true definition of a pyramid. But when we look at it, when we look at a pyramid, every entity is set up as a pyramid. You have the top executives and then you have the, the lower uh, management teams and then it continues to go down. So whether you work a traditional job, whether you work a, your business or a home-based business, every entity is set up as a pyramid. But to your question as far as MLM or referral marketing. If you do your research, you will find that network marketing, multi-level marketing, or referral marketing creates more financially free individuals than any other industry in the world. Hmm. Now, although you may not have, not, although everybody may not be making 10, 20, 30, whatever thousand dollars a month or more, we have a lot of people making an extra $500 a month, an extra $1,000 a month, and that extra $500 a month is the difference between them keeping their house or losing it, keeping their car or losing it, right? So yeah. when you, so referral marketing is like me referring you to a restaurant, but I get paid and you don't. Referral marketing is like me referring you to a barber. Or hairstylist, but I get paid and you don't. So we are always referring our friends and family to different things, but we expect not to get paid. But in network marketing, we expect to get paid for referring individuals to a product or service that will support them. One of the things about Planet Marketing, although we have the option, with individuals partner with us they do not have to do the marketing side they could just own a travel agency and just invite people to travel with them and get paid 70 to 80 percent of the travel that the vendors pay um our travel company and tele-travel but if they want to add residual passive and leveraged income with the wealthy Create, then they will do the marketing component, and then they position themselves on the other side of money. I'm an entrepreneur. I don't want to leave any money on the table. That's why I don't just want people to travel with me, but I want to find those individuals that also want to own their own home-based business in the largest industry in the world, and I want to be their success coach and show them how to win.
1: Now, Kenya, you talk a lot about about wealth. Yes, I've always known you talk about wealth building about how to really increase your income, how to not only increase your wealth financially, but increase your wealth personally. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about your passion about wealth.
0: Well, a lot of times, especially entrepreneurs, we so, we're so focused on making money that we neglect the other aspects of our life. But the, the, when you look at the whole of our life, it's, it's uh, categorized in five areas, spiritually, socially, physically, financially and emotionally. Mm-hmm. Cuz it's possible to be financially wealthy, wealthy and be broke relationally in your relationships. So the goal is to be able to balance based off what your your definition of balance is and your schedule to be able to win in all five areas. And see, although wealth includes money, it's not limited to money. And so when your goal is to work on your relationships your goal is to work on your spiritual by getting in the word cuz you know I believe in the word of God. Your goal is to work on yourself emotionally, through personal development, through exercising. Your goal is to work on yourself physically through eating right, through getting enough rest. You know, so now you you're not just all focused on building a business, making money, but you're taking out time for your relationships, your family, your health and your spiritual life.
1: Having somewhat of a balance even though I personally don't believe that Uh, there is true balance in anyone's life. Because when you have success in one area, sometimes that means that you're not as successful in others. Doesn't mean that it's not good, but it may not be great, which is one of the reasons why I I realized that I needed to go full time in my business, that I was doing good in ministry. I was teaching, I was preaching, I was asked to do various uh, external community things. And I was Growing in business. But the thing that I realized was that it's not enough just to be good. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be great. Mm -hmm. And the only way that I know to be great is that I had to have some undivided focus and attention towards the thing that I knew that I was called to build. Mm -hmm. Because that was ministry in and of itself. That you never know how much your life Mm -hmm. speaks to people when you decide to go for your dream, when you decide to go for the vision that you've had placed up on your heart, because it just might encourage the other person to say, if Marquise could mm-hmm. step out on faith and do that. It's mm-hmm. one thing to preach faith. It's one thing to teach faith. It's one thing to, to give faith through lip service. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to actually do the faith. Yes. It's another thing to actually step out and, and, and take Action on what it is that you've been preaching, teaching, and telling everybody else about. Mm -hmm. I agree
0: with you. I I agree with you. I I stepped out by faith. I left my $9 an hour job in 2013 to step out on faith and do my business struggling. Okay. Uh, February (laughs) the first, 2013, I stepped out. I was just like, listen, I'm either gonna swim or sink, but I'm gonna get out here in this ocean. And I've been full-time ever since. It was a struggle the first couple of years because there's some things that I just didn't know. I didn't know about how to monetize. I didn't know how to deal. Rep- it's just certain things I didn't know how to create money. I didn't know any of that. And I learned it later. And that's what we teach a lot of our women entrepreneurs. Uh, but yes, I do agree with you. I commend you uh, as well. Uh, my, I, I heard one of my mentors say this. He, he was actually one of our speakers at my first conference I hosted in 2012. When I asked him about balance. Hmm. And I think his answer was the best answer I've ever heard given, whenever uh, being asked that question. And he said, You define what balance means to you. You know, because if I'm married with little children and you are not married with no children, your balance is different. And then that doesn't mean that you do everything that's every day. That doesn't mean that I spend five hours with the kids every single day, two hours per day in the Word, an hour working at the gym, you understand? Because I may not even see the kids on this day because I may be traveling, you know? So you determine what your balance is based on the dynamics of your life. And that's what, That's why I say you define what balance means.
1: You define what balance means. Yes. Well, what a value-packed first half of the podcast. We're going to get into the second half after this break you want to stay tuned and you want to make sure that you get to hear this second half because we're really going to talk about how to launch that home-based business so that you can create the life that you want and do the things that you truly love we'll be right back at the end of the day we all want to live successful and impactful lives we all have dreams and aspirations that we truly want to achieve But sometimes it's hard to get it done and to achieve those dreams and visions by ourselves. Sometimes you need to hire a coach or have a mentor. That's why I created the Inspire and Elevate Strategy Session. These strategy sessions allow you an opportunity to pull on my own personal expertise of being an individual who went from a nine to five and started his own successful speaking and coaching business. If you have a desire to move to your next level, if you have a desire to take some steps toward creating the lifestyle that you've always wanted, book your strategy session today. Go to markeithbrayden.com, click on the work with me tab, and listen to the video and look at the testimonials of the individuals that I've helped along the way. Your time is now. Your time is right now. Let's move you to your next level. Let's achieve the dreams and goals that you have by you booking your Inspire and Elevate strategy session. I know this is your opportunity. Now let's just move on it. Well, welcome back to the second half of today's interview with Yakinia Marie as we talk about the idea of how to launch a home-based business in the largest industry of the in the world. And Yakinia talked about a little bit the largest industry in the world being the travel industry. But this second half of the podcast, we want to kind of start giving you some tips and some practices on how to launch. If you haven't launched yet and you have an interest in launching your home-based business, or you have a home based business or a business that you're building, and you've kind of found yourself in a stuck place. So, Yakinia, let's talk a little bit about the idea of being stuck. I know we've had this conversation before, and one of the things that really helped me when I experienced being in a stuck place was shifting my mindset about being stuck. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we think stuck is negative. We think stuck is stagnant. Mm-hmm. And in all actuality, stuck, when I began to think about it, is an opportunity. Yes. It's an opportunity to begin again a better way. Yes. It's an opportunity for me to correct the things that I did wrong. Mm-hmm. It's an opportunity for me to really hone in on the vision and to create a strategy so that I don't find myself back in a stuck place. But guess what? Stuck will come around again. Mm -hmm. But if you shift your mindset or how you look at it, then you'll realize this is just a great opportunity to start fresh or to start again a better way. Talk a little bit about stuck places.
0: Well, I love your perspective on being stuck because I've never heard anyone put it that way. But when I think about the positive side of being stuck. Being stuck, it forces you to ask yourself probing questions. Hmm. It forces you to have a conversation with yourself regarding your current situation. And it forces you to think. It forces you to not only think, but to think through your next move so that you don't repeat that again and yeah. so that's that's the beauty of being stuck because sometimes we do need to slow down because we're all over the place we're doing things that has absolutely nothing to do with our purpose and so so it, it does it, it, it forces us to ask ourselves questions and to think through
1: think through mm-hmm. it's okay to be stuck as long as you are proactive in your stuck place yes so, what are five things that you think one should be considering before launching out and starting this side hustle or home-based business that they really have decided that they wanted to do?
0: You sound so hilarious in side <laughs> hustle, but uh, but let, let me say this, and I mentioned this earlier in the first half of our show of your show, is that I've I've been in Planet Marketing for three months, right? Uh, but I was in the travel industry over seven years ago before mm. I took a break to gain clarity on exactly what it is I wanted to do. I actually became a part of referral marketing or network marketing in 2002 and I was in it from 2002 to 2010 before I took a break. So I wanted to share that because the industry is what gave me my foundation for personal development. Okay. All right. Now, for us, the five things individuals, um, uh, key things that can uh, su- support them in assist them with starting their home based business is they want to ask themselves about brand clarity. OK, and I had to think through this because these are three questions. And this is number one, two and three, by the way. Right. Um, these are the questions that anytime I'm talking to an entrepreneur, I ask them these questions. Number one is uh, what are you selling? What value are you selling and who should be buying what you're selling? Hmm. What are you selling speaks to the advantages of your company. What value are you selling? It speaks to the benefits of your company, the benefits that your client would get and who should be buying what you're selling. It speaks to your target audience. So that's one, two, and three. And then number four is what is your marketing strategy? One of the things I have been guilty of and so many businesses are guilty of is we do not spend money on marketing. You know, we spend it on products and brochures and business cards and all these things tangible things but the thing you really need to be directing your investments toward is marketing because marketing is what drives your ideal client to your product I cannot say that enough and when I meet individuals and I've been there in time my mind shifted when I meet individuals that say, "Well, I don't have any money for marketing," I know that your business is going to be stagnant, it's going to be slow, and it's not going to grow, because you have to put in marketing dollars for your business. Now, and the fifth one, is, and the fifth one is you want to um, you want to look at your revenue goal. You want to look not only look at your revenue goal, but you want to look at what am I? What is it going to take for me to get to this place? What activity, My daily method of activity? How many calls do I need to make? How many appointments? do i need to do how many follow-ups do i need to do you know what partnerships i need to partner with you need to ask yourself these questions and it will help you with your plan
1: wow wow you you brought up that topic of marketing and sometimes we just miss that whole piece like what good does it do to have a business and nobody knows that you have one You know, and I talk to my clients about that all the time who come to me, you know, they want to launch this brand, they want to launch becoming a coach, they want to launch all these things. And I'm like, okay, we got all that in place. Now, who knows? How are you going to get people to know what you're doing? And that's really the hard part, not getting your brand colors together, not getting a website, not having your messaging, not having your mission and your vision The work comes in when you need to get out there and let people know, hey, I have this product and service available. Come see me. How are you going to do that part? So let's talk a little bit about that. What are some ways, once I get this business launched, once I have this thing going, what are some ways that we can notify, promote, and market to people that's available to us today that may not cost a whole lot of money?
0: Well, I'm going to speak to the online and the offline marketing. And then we know offline you have the billboards and the newspapers. But if I had a choice between directing my dollars toward a billboard or a newspaper or radio, I would definitely go online. You mm-hmm. understand? Because you, you will get more traction online than to me personally than you would offline. It's a proven that, okay? But offline, great ways is partnerships. You understand? Mm -hmm. See, it's not just about you having individuals promote you, but what about you promoting somebody else? Mm -hmm. You understand? So that's why it's great to join, to form affiliate programs where you're paying someone a percentage for marketing your product for you. A joint venture partnerships where um, you guys are coming in together to basically Share revenue and share financial responsibilities and profits as well. So those are some great offline ways. Events is a great way to drive individuals into uh, one market and promote particular product after you serve them as far as content is concerned and then online you want to look at your your ads Um, advertising whether it's on Facebook whether it's on Instagram whether it's on YouTube and then you want to look at the ads you want to look at uh, the dynamics of the ad video converts higher than a image, hmm. then you want to look at your target mar- market, you want to build a custom audience of who you're going to market to, you don't want to just market to everyone, you want to build a custom targeted audience, and then you want to look at your sell- sales copy, you want it to be catchy, you understand, You and, and it, it really should hire someone like you, Markeith, to help them build out their sales copy, mm-hmm. So because you want it to be eye-catching, you want it to be where well, people will click on this particular um, link that you have to learn more about your product.
1: Wow. So there are a lot of different steps that one could take. And if we were to break it down, you want want to make sure that you have niched yourself to a degree that you understand who your target market is. Mm -hmm. Knowing your target market could save you a whole lot of time. Because here's the thing about building an online-based or home-based business. It doesn't take millions or even thousands of people for you to have a profitable business. Mm If you just had a faithful 100, 200, 300 people who consistently buy from you, who consistently uh, utilize your services, you could have a profitable business. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about one, two, 300 people out of billions Mm -hmm. when we think about online. If you have a valuable product or service that someone needs... You don't need the whole world to buy from you. That'd be great if you had the whole world buying from you. But what I'm saying is, is that because of technology today, because of what we have access to, you don't need all of those people to be your customers. You just need the right people.
0: That's right. That's good. Just
1: need the right people.
0: And know how to monetize. And
1: know how to monetize.
0: Yes.
1: So, Yakenia, Tell us a little bit about what type of mindset somebody needs to have as they are growing through, growing through building their business. Because there are a lot of obstacles that come our way. There are a lot of different things that we may not have been able to plan for. But at the end of the day, the people who win are the people who have the right mindset. Talk to us a little bit about mindset.
0: They have to be relentless. Mm-hmm. They, 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 it's, it's you deciding, see, everything starts with a decision, but is you making a, de- a decision that you will not lose? It doesn't matter what errors, what failures, what obstacles, it doesn't matter if you have to file for bankruptcy. You make a decision that you will not quit on yourself, that you mm-hmm. will succeed at all options I mean it's just a decision right and once you make that decision you step out whether it's full-time or part-time but you go forward and you because you have made that decision it doesn't matter see it's easy to smile when you're making money and everybody is you know talking about how wonderful you are but then when clients stop renewing contracts when clients walk away when you when you're spending more money in expenses than you are making in revenue okay now what Are you gonna be determined? Are you gonna persevere? Are you gonna be relentless? Are you gonna get out here and do what it takes to attract new people? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day in business, You want to cultivate current clients, but you always want to feed and and draw in new clients because new blood is the lifeblood of your business. New leads are the lifeblood of your business. So never get comfortable. I don't care if you have a $25,000 client, never get comfortable with your current. Always be drawing in new individuals.
1: Always be drawing in new individuals. Leads are important to every business. Yes. I'm going to say it again. Leads are important to every business. When you have no more leads, you have no more business. (laughs) Let me say it again. When you have no more leads, you really have no more business because you can't rest your laurels on one company because what happens if that company goes bankrupt? What happens if that uh, that client dies. What happened is if the the budget gets cut, you always need to be cycling leads. You need to have people in your ecosystem so that you can be building your business. Yes. Well, Yakinia, I'm always a Delighted that you decide to join me on my podcast or on any of my ventures. I'm so appreciative of you. And today is no different. I'm so thankful that you decided to share your knowledge and to share your wisdom with the listening audience. My final question is this. I'm struggling. I know I need to make the shift. I know I need to really pursue this dream, this vision that I have, because time is running out. What would you say to that individual? Step out. Mm. And so this is, at the end of the day,
0: see, it takes just as much effort to say no to yourself as it takes to say yes to yourself. Mm. You know, we, t- we have to get outside of our head. Our head will always, I call it the enemy, will always try to convince you that you can't do it, magnify the limitations, magnify who's not supporting you. But at the end of the day, you hold the power. Hmm. You know, and the moment that you truly believe in yourself, you're going to do something. It, every every time I heard Allison Bird say this to one of my clients, when she said, stop giving yourself permission to go slow. Right. So I'm saying stop giving yourself permission to say no to your vision. It's just a decision. They're not hungry enough, Marquis. Mm-hmm. They're, not, they're not hungry enough, you know, because when you become hungry enough like you, you you finally came to the point where you say, you know what? <laughs> you know what? And you stepped out. Right. Yeah. You stop making excuses. You say, you know what? I know. I believe that I can do this thing. And you went for it. hmm. And once we get to that place of self-belief that we can do it and conquer it, it's over with.
1: Well, you heard it from you, Marie, make the decision. Here's what I know for sure. Uh, Not making the decision is a decision. Yes, it is. Hesitating on making the decision. It's a decision. So, Yakinia, tell us how we can get in contact with you for those who would love to reach out to you and follow you via social media or through your email or website.
0: Absolutely. They can connect with me via social on all platforms at Yakenia Marie. That's Y-A-K-I-N-E-A. And they can connect with me on my website at IMwomannetwork.com. That's womannetwork.com. Thank you, Marquette.
1: Yakinia Marie on the social platforms and I dot com via her. Website. Well, thank you again for joining me, Yakini. I appreciate you. Those of you who are regular listeners, I always am appreciative of you listening to the Marquise Brayton podcast. And as I stated in the commercial, if you are ready to make the decision, if you are ready to gain some clarity that you need in order to move to your next level, I invite you to schedule a strategy session with me because. In these strategy sessions, we have an opportunity to gain clarity. We ha- have an opportunity for us to really work on some mindset things that are going to be key to you making. A successful business. I'm always also looking for opportunity for you to share with me any guest or topics that you would like for us to share on the Marketing Brain Podcast. And so, all you have to do is go to iTunes and give us a rating and a review, and let us know what how we're doing with these podcast interviews and what you thought about that particular episode. You can also share any guests or topics that you would like for me to. Cover. You can also email me at markeith at markeithbrayton.com and let me know what your thoughts are and what topics and guests that you would like for me to have on the show. Here's what I know for sure life's greatest failure is a life without purpose, life that simply has no direction. Moreover, life's greatest tragedy is to be successful at the wrong assignment. There is an assignment that specifically for you, an assignment that has your name written all on it. It's your responsibility. It's your responsibility to take action, seek out what that assignment is, and go do it, because nobody can do it like you. Thank you for joining me. We'll see you next week, next Monday, with a brand new episode of the Marquis Braden podcast. Just remember this, Always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Markeith Braden podcast at com. If you've not subscribed to the podcast via iTunes, subscribe today and be sure to leave Markeith a rating and review of today's episode. Just remember this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded.